Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk Today I'm here with Louis Futon. Hey. <laughs> so were you originally born, were you born in Philly or outside or? I was born uh, a little bit outside of Philly mm -hmm. um, in what some would call white suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had, a, I had a great, great family. We lived in uh, a great household and a great community. Um, what yeah, right yeah. city. What career were, or are your parents in? My, my mom, um, she originally went to art school um, for like painting and stuff. She's a really great painter. Oh, wow. She came out and uh, she's still doing uh, graphic design. And my dad uh, was in construction. He was an electrician for over 30 years. So he was all about like the, the blue collar, like manual yeah. labor life. <laughs> so you think about your creative side from your mom? I think so. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. And my my grandpa, on my dad's side, I was always told that he was um, a comedian, and uh, oh. he always used to write down jokes, and he he sang and he danced, loved to dance all the time. So, I like to think that I get my creativity from from those two. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how you passed out yeah. creativity. I don't know what genes there. What kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? Um. My dad always used to bump classic rock, you know, he, he always used to love like Van Halen and, you know, Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. I wasn't really exposed to much variety of music from, from my family um, until like, you know, I grew up a little bit and got exposed to some different stuff from my, my friends group in high school and middle school. And who took you to Backstreet Boys? Because that concert was like life changing Boys. for you. It, I, or like it was a crazy like, live setup. It, it was a crazy show. It was in a yeah. uh, it was in a stadium. My whole family went. And me and my brother were like obsessed with Backstreet Boys at the time, and uh, <laughs> uh, it was hilarious, man. We had the whole we 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 got their CD. We had like a Backstreet Boys calendar and everything. No. I was so stoked for the concert, <laughs> and we went. So and there were so many openers that by the time they went on, I fell asleep. No, and then I just so I cute. woke up at the end, and I was like, what was that? <laughs> They had like eight openers, and also the last thing I remember is them just flying, the flying on strings down to like the stage, and I was like, yeah, that was cool, and then I just fell asleep. <laughs> and then how did you get into the? Because you do what drums, yeah. guitar, and piano, right? Or? Drums, guitar, and piano, yeah. and like bass, but I count that as guitar too. Did your parents kind of want you to pick up an instrument, or how did? You yeah, start? I mean they, um, we definitely like. I have two other siblings and they put us through like kind of like an exploratory stage of you know they put they put, they made us all try like swimming and ice skating and and uh, piano and piano was the one that really stuck with me I remember like those books that you had to learn mm -hmm. uh, we would all take lessons at you know on the same day and um, every week and I I ended up like next thing you know I was like five books ahead oh, wow. of, of my siblings and um, that's when my parents 
we're like, oh, maybe he, ha- he has something special. Mm-hmm. So, How, did you take it seriously? Like, did you compete or? No, no, no. I quit. I quit piano for a while. I don't know why. I can't remember, but um, I, I picked up drums later, and I, that from there, I like, you know, I, I really fell in love with the drums, and then that's when I started like. You know, forming my own bands and like oh, what writing age was music. This when you like picked up drums, mm. I, I want to say like fourteen or so. Yeah, and I was inspired because my cousin played drums and my brother picked up the bass, and they were both in bands. And it was, I was like, man, that's really cool. Like, I want to do that. And, <laughs> and the drums just seemed really fun, just to fucking smash things, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I picked it up, and um, a couple of my other friends played instruments and you know we just had a blast like you know forming like bands and writing like music at that oh, age. Oh so you're already doing like original music or was it covers? Yeah yeah for sure. Oh, I mean cool. we started off doing like covers but um yeah we just wrote our own music and stuff and and then like I would uh I, I like I, I just remember booking studio time like getting an engineer like what get, at like 16 yeah That's so <laughs> like cool. getting uh getting artwork from this like random russian dude overseas <laughs> it was really cheap and it was awesome <laughs> and then like printing off 150 cds to hand out to like our high school and everything and uh yeah i was hustling back then do you remember the band name the band name was pursuit oh don't okay. look it up <laughs> that was when like myspace was huge in the in the music scene did you grow outside of your school community like did you perform a little bit we got featured on a russian blog (laughs) um because of the i don't know i don't know why uh but it's there you have russian connections (laughs) yeah we have have connections in russia uh but yeah we i would just book i would book shows like all the time like around our area and then I remember booking like a bat, this like battle of the bands where you had to like sell a bunch of tickets to like enter, and mm-hmm. we ended up selling like 65 tickets or something. And like we didn't place, but it was really fun. Like we went down to the city. We were like super young, and our parents were all like, you know, after seeing like School of Rock, I feel like School of Rock was like, oh yeah, battle oh, yeah. of the bands, battle of the bands, and we entered, and uh, it, it was really fun. Just that whole era of like exploring. You know, music. Who who are you listening to at that point when you're inspired by these bands? I I think I was listening to like metal at the time. Oh, like like this weird subgenre of of metal that if I named any names, probably wouldn't even know. Like Mastodon or like Intronaut, (laughs) like weird stuff. I went through like so many different phases of, of music, I guess. How do you describe your personality back then growing up, outside of music? Back then, I mean, I was just, I mean, I still am just figuring it out, but back then, I I was just like a super weird kid, and um, I don't know, music was always that one thing that I could revert to, and I I knew it just like fulfilled, fulfilled me in ways that like, you know, my friends and family and stuff at, at the time, like, that nothing else could you know music was always like there for me did you know from the onset that you wanted to devote your life to music i mean it's it's a strange question because like i always knew that music was going to be in my life Mm. one way or another i didn't know that like 
music was going to be my life, you know what I mean? Like, I, I knew that, like, I would always, like, no matter what I did in life, like, music would always be there, and I would always, like, be able to write songs or, you know, play the drums or whatever, but to turn it into the, you know, full-fledged career and to be able to make it my life is another thing completely, and I never thought I would do that. Yeah. And then, what did you study at Temple? Studied marketing and finance. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because, like, my parents wanted me to... That, like, again, where I grew up, like, the whole thing was get a job, make money, you know, and provide for your family. Like, that's... Those are the, the, the steps that you take. Um, and I kind of, like, went off that path and... And uh, I dropped out my junior year. Actually, with those, what kind of career or like job did you think you could do, or like what did you outside of music? What do you? What were you thinking? I, I wasn't thinking anything. I, I I I at that point in my life, I knew that I wanted to to make music my career because I had I had I had said to myself, okay, I'm gonna see if I can really do this thing and try and like try and make it happen. Um, and so I just put like all my time into into music and my grades started going downhill and uh, at, at that point it was like music or nothing. Like I, I called my mom every single day and I, I, I was like, I, I, I hate this, I wanna drop out. And uh, eventually she, you know, my first like tour offer came in and I started getting a little bit of hype and they were like, okay, like you, you can you can drop out. Like we support. Yeah, you. I guess I never you never considered studying music, right? Because that's not something your parents would support. I mean, I did. Mm -hmm. um, I I applied to a bunch of like music programs and uh, music business programs, and I got denied from them all. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then how did you meet? What's his name? Log is it Logan? Yeah, Logan. Yeah. How did yeah. you meet him? I mean, we, we were childhood friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, he was he was also in all those bands that that we were in growing up, and uh, and he played bass, and then um, eventually, like, we went to different colleges. I, I ended up transferring to Temple, where mm -hmm. he went, but uh, I was like, we, we just had fun with it, and, and, like, for those who don't know, Louis Fouton at first was a duo between me and Logan, and um, and Logan, I, I, I decided to drop out and Logan stayed in school and uh, we kind of had a falling out for a little bit, but um, we're, we're, we're at peace with each other. We're, I mean, we're best friends still to this day because he knows that like it was my passion and it was like my calling. And um, yeah, it, it, it ended up working out really well. Mm -hmm. And how did you come up with their name? I know I didn't even realize until the Billboard interview about Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people. I mean, the number one thing is like people. People think like. That's your real name. People think it's my real yeah. name. The number two thing is like uh, Pierce Fulton, who is I guess like a DJ or something. Like people think I'm related to him, and they they say Louis Fulton. Oh. And. Uh, yeah, I don't know. People don't realize it's a pun on like Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it's just like stupid. Yeah. I don't know. We were just like drunk one night. And <laughs> we were just like, and it was back in what was it, 2013? So like puns were really in back then. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we were just trying to think of like clever puns, and we we're like, oh, Louis Vuitton, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how you guys 
started listening to Carmack and Selection because that was like a big turning point for you guys. Yeah, I mean that was that was a big turning point for me because like it it really got me into production. It really like. I always reference it as the time where I where I was like, okay, I I need to make this sound. Like I I want to try and like replicate it and like make this these kind of beats. And uh, I think it was back in like 2013 after like Mr. Carmack released like one of his first EPs, and I had never heard anything like it. And I just like went right to my laptop and and tried to like make shit like that, mm -hmm. you know. Do you remember even how you found it? Because before that you were listening to band stuff, so it's actually like quite a big change. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think the progression of like my music tastes went something like the band stuff. Uh, then I got like really into hip hop because I went to like this Berkeley five week program for, were you rapping? for drums. No, 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 no. Uh. I went to this Berkeley five week program for drums and got really exposed to like jazz music and hip hop and all this other like you know funk and R&B and stuff like that and then like someone um, uh, told me about like Skrillex and I was like oh this is awesome like I never heard anything like this before and then I like followed Diplo and Matt Decent and then then Carmack released like one of his first EPs on Matt Decent and that that's why I was like who's this and then I was like damn yeah <laughs> I'm surprised more producers don't like attribute stuff to Carmack because I feel like he really jumped hard for a lot of producers yeah. but I feel like you're the first one who's actually like yeah Carmack I can't be yeah uh, that's As, that's really surprising it's really like, surprising to me yeah <laughs> I, I mean even now like you hear on SoundCloud and uh there's still like SoundCloud producers who you know if you if you listen with your eyes closed you would be like this must be Carmack this must be this must be him but mm -hmm. it's not um I feel like it, it was the same thing like a bunch of people just tried to replicate his sounds and um you know, you just have a bunch of mm -hmm. Carmack replicas now. <laughs> How did you get your music out there initially? Um, you know, I used to, I used to make like really bad music, and I, but at the time I, I really fucked with it, and I was like, this is dope, and I pushed it out to like, I, I sent like, at least like 200 emails to different blogs oh, wow. and stuff like that, every release, and. Uh, and none of the blog. I mean, like some blogs picked up some songs, but um, my first EP, I sent it out to a bunch of people, and this song is. Or actually, it was Selection. Selection oh. posted the EP. Oh, that must have been so cool back then. I was like freaking out, yeah. and then uh, and then this song is sick. Like I guess they must have seen it from Selection, and uh, they posted it. And then not only that, but they were like, "Do you have a manager or anything?" And I was like, "No," <laughs> like. <laughs> I, you know, I don't have anything right now, so... Was this in your sophomore year, or what? what this is it? my junior year. Oh, junior year. Yeah. That's when I decided to drop out. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 my junior year is when I decided, mm -hmm. but... Were they the first people to reach out to you? Yeah, pretty so, much. So, like, but, but you already said yes. Like, you didn't really, like, think to hold off or anything. I guess I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I knew, um, because they, they had they were like really reputable in mm -hmm. the industry and like I, I like I follow their their blog so I didn't really know much on the management side what they could do but they proved themselves pretty quickly and I was like you know this is this is tight and I stuck with them and I'm still with them to this day oh wow yeah 
Yeah. And then soon after that, you're already touring. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. it was pretty crazy. I'm pretty blessed to follow that progression. Was um, it mostly from your fan base? Mostly all found it from that, like that EP and your. Yeah. Music? Yeah, pretty much. And then I, well, then I started doing remixes. Yeah. That got pretty popular. Also, hype um, M, right? Were you doing? Yeah, hype machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty big back then. And then like the SoundCloud days, yeah, SoundCloud was popping back then yeah. with like, you know, bootlegs and remixes and they had the, uh, they had the like to follow feature on like oh, yeah. Facebook and stuff, so I like <laughs> so built my following on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how early on did you find Foreign Family? They reached out right early on, yeah. Yeah, Foreign Family reached out. I can't actually remember what happened. I think... Yeah, like I think I did a remix for Odessa or something and and they had like they had liked my music for a little bit and then started touring with them uh for a little bit and that kind of progressed and progressed and um through the evolution of like my sound and everything I've kind of diverged from that path even and I'm kind of, I feel like I'm creating my own lane now that it's hard to explain like where it exactly fits like I'm sure it does fit within the foreign family sound and I love those guys um, but at the same time like I want to kind of create like my own path now mm -hmm. yeah. and when did you start touring with Odessa? Um, oof, I, I want to say like 2014 Oh, were they already big? They were decently big. Yeah, right I think Not so. Like now, I, I remember them always being like massive in mm -hmm. my head just because yeah, every single show we played then. was yeah. just uh, so many people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How has your relationship with them grown over time? Yeah, I mean, it's been really good. They've been, um, you know, role models in the industry for sure and, uh, you know, someone to look up to. And especially. Uh, you know, there's not many people. Well, now I, I know a bunch more people, but at the time, it it's kind of strange. Like when a, a like a really huge artist reaches out to you, and you know wants wants you to tour with them, or you know wants to support you, and it's kind of like a surreal feeling. And so I, I took advantage of that, and you know took all the advice I could from them, and soaked it up like a sponge. Um, yeah. How did you meet Louis the Child? Oh man, you're asking the tough questions. <laughs> the, the, like, they happened so long ago. Uh, how did I meet them? I think it was in Chicago. Some, maybe in their studio? Or, like, at a party or something? Yeah. Where? <laughs> I, forget. Huh. I don't know, they used to have this studio, I forget what they called it, but it was in Chicago, and they would have a bunch of people come through. Um, it was really tight. Oh, that but, must have been when they were starting out. Yeah, it, it was when they were getting off their feet for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's like the earliest memory I have with them is like making, uh, we made like Last to Leave together mm -hmm. um, in that studio. Wow. Yeah. And how did you come up with the beat challenges? You know, it's like, uh, it's it's like my natural process mm -hmm. like to to build it out that way to build out a song like you know start off with like a chord progression or start off with drums or and then just kind of like slowly just add things and add more things and just like it's it's really about like the energy and the workflow mm -hmm. um and how it feels 
and uh, I made a video for, it was Dilla Day, like 2016 or something, and I just like posted this video of like constructing a beat, and my managers were like, yo, this is, this is fire, we should keep doing this, and mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, it's okay, like whatever, and they were like, yeah, we should, we should do this, and we should ask people like what song they want us to flip, and I was like, I don't think it's gonna do that well, guys. Like, I, I like it's a cool idea, but um, you know, we did it, and the first one um, it took off, and it was really fun. It was a lot more fun than I thought, and uh, people love it. You know, for for different reasons, um, but it's one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. And is it like? structured in the planning or is it kind of random because you did one with max right was that just kind of like guys were hanging out or is yeah it like a lot of them are really random um the party people's one we we kind of planned out that we were going to go to ikea yeah um and do a beat challenge uh but we didn't know if max was going to come but we called him up and he came over and he only had like a 15 minute window to record no way. so we like yeah oh, we were like so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. <laughs> and how did you, when, how did you realize it was the right time to put out your his album, right? Or is it way back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. way back when. Um, I mean, I, I've been wanting to put it out in the world. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, it's been done for a little bit. It's been like a two-year process, and I'm always just like itching to get stuff out as soon as I finished it but then management and like my distributor and everyone is just like okay slow down like we gotta make sure it has the proper push and that everyone hears it and stuff and I'm just like okay yeah because some songs were like 2017 I'm like wow the Keenan song yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize yeah yeah, I, yeah all of that stuff was um, supposed to be on the project and I'm, I'm ultimately I'm really happy with how it turned out and I think like I think in the end, you know, well, I always say like when I'm 80 years old and like listening back to like all my works, like I'm going to look back at this one and be really proud of it. Yeah, it's really um, good. Yeah. What was your inspiration for the artwork and everything? The artwork was like, I, I saw this uh, collage artist, he goes by Revolving Style on Instagram and I was like, you know, I was just looking for inspiration. I was like, this is really dope. I think we can do something together because... Um, I think my sound, like visually, matches like that style of collage because it's he almost all of his work is hand cut and hand uh, pasted um, collage work. So my, I mean, my sound is like I really try and focus on blending live and electronic elements seamlessly and like blurring that line of oh, is this live or is it electronic? Is it R and B? Is it you know you don't really know and. Um, I thought we could do something special and we went through at least like 50 drafts of like nonsense until like he came up with something like really really cool that background and I was like okay cool I think like something can go in the center and so I like hit up this other artist and I was like can you do something and, and he was like yeah 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 so he he made the centerpiece with the two lovers in the in the middle and then I was like all right Let's, let's copy and paste these in the center and then it, it just kind of all came together through like, you know, three different artists, but mm -hmm. yeah. And I read in a previous interview that you've always wanted to work with James Brown. Is it James Brown? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would love to work with James Brown. Mm -hmm. What about him? Uh, just the soul, like, I, <laughs> he's, he's untouchable, like in my head, he's like top of the top, like, I. 
I feel like a lot of like Anderson Pack is now inspired by James Brown, like the raspiness and like like his, if you look at any of his like old performances, like the 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 energy that he gives and just the soul that he performs with is is something that like I, I take into my own performances now and and put into my music and um, I would love to collaborate with anyone who puts that puts that kind of you know energy into their music. Mm -hmm. yeah. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made? Oof, it, it, it's constantly changing. It you know day by day. <laughs> I feel like early on I was just you know just exploring like what I could do and I actually cleared out my laptop the other day full of like I, I went through like all my old ideas Damn. it was it was pretty like cringeworthy <laughs> stuff like you know even like even like two years ago and three years ago like just listening back I'm like ugh, like what was I thinking <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm I'm able to, I'm always like expanding my like music brain and learning new things because what I did like a week ago, like no longer, no longer uh, <laughs> defines me. Like I, I, I need to be constantly learning new ways to express myself. Mm -hmm. um, and what I did like, you know, three years ago, I just like, doesn't cut it now for me like I don't I, I like some some things I just don't feel feel anything like chord progressions or like rhythms or something like that and I, I always have to be like expanding my library up here in order to express myself um, and so that's that's how it's changed I feel like I, I've really I've learned how to grow um, and, and expand my arsenal in order to express myself mm-hmm with that, how would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? When I was younger? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I just like stopped giving a shit about anything. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just, I learned that like, life really has no meaning. And so that you can do anything. Like, um, I, my girlfriend's like really into improv comedy and I'm gonna sign up for courses soon. Oh nice! And, like, yeah, and we've, <laughs> We've been cooking a lot and and just kind of taking, um, just putting passion into everything in life and not just saying like, okay, music is my job, music is my career, although, you know, it is most of my life, um, but just being in the present, I, I've really learned how to be in the present and like just put passion into everything in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in your life? biggest challenges I mean I talk a lot about like how I used to be like really addicted to Adderall mm -hmm. and like especially back when I was in school and like kind of balancing school and music it was like really tough and then I also had like a really toxic relationship that when you throw that into the equation everything was just like uh, I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't mm -hmm. know where I was gonna go and my music suffered from it. My my relationship with my family suffered from it. Everything was kind of just out of whack, and I didn't know who I was. And I would say getting getting over that hump and coming out to to be who I am now was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Mm -hmm. Actually, for someone who's going through something like that, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, 
I, I would say like putting myself back in that position, it was just hard to zoom out, you know? Mm -hmm. I, like no matter like what kind of advice I got or no matter who talked to me, like my family tried to, you know, say like, hey, we really think like, you know, the, the, your girlfriend is like, you know, not right for you and you know, and, and they, they were right. Everything they told me was right. It was just so hard to listen, but for someone who's gone through the same thing, you know, like especially addiction, like, like just zoom out and and breathe and like, like it, it find find your passion and hone in on that and don't be afraid to like be vulnerable and like fuck up or like feel feel wrong. Like I, I wish I would have gotten out of that relationship and I wish I would have like quit Adderall and just like put myself in the space that I went, that I was in after I, those things had gone downhill. Um, and I was just like in this space where I was like, oh, this feels so fucking shitty. Like, but you gotta, you gotta go through that. Like you have to like hit that like rock bottom in order to like climb up. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What does love mean to you? Love it is, uh, it, it's just energy, you know? Mm -hmm. it, you can't really explain it. It's just like the energy and the connection with something or someone. Um, like right here, we're connecting. Like if this is this is love right here. You know, like I love music because I, I I get that I just get that feeling in my in my stomach. Can't really explain what it is, but I, I it's just that pure passion that runs through me. You know, with with my relationship or with my family. Anyone who I don't feel that with, um, you know, I I just have like a good radar for that and like why that's happening. You know, why I why you know there isn't a connection. Is there something off with me, or is there, you know, are am I projecting something? Are they projecting something? But yeah, I mean that's love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. Last question: What do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Um, I don't really care. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you can remember, remember me for whatever you want. Um, I, I, I guess a better way to put that is I want to leave, I want to leave like my best on this planet, my best work. And I, I just want to give like my life all I have, you know? And, and that's what I want to be remembered for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, if you want to remember me for other things, like, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love this. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye.